When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete.me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete.me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. and <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide DeleteMe with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have DeleteMe. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. DeleteMe is not just a one-time service. DeleteMe is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we're bringing you the Millennial Guide to Stockholm, Sweden. Hey there, and welcome to another edition of Travel Tuesday, Millennial Money Travel Tuesday, uh, and our one of our first ones in 2017. And we are talking about one of my favorite cities, Stockholm, where Sean and I actually went this past fall uh, and w- became one of your favorite trips that, that you loved. Stockholm has been one of my favorite cities. I've gone 
many, many times. I've written about it um, and uh, and covered it and such. And uh, I love Stockholm because it's surrounded by water. It really reminds me of like San Francisco. Um, it's like a small. It's, it's like a big town, like but in a small area. It's a really walkable city. Great uh, public transportation. Um, you know the weather's different. <laughs> Obviously, they have uh, you know a severe weather uh, most of the year, but it's also beautiful in uh, spring or summer. Summers and, and you know where the where it uh, the sun doesn't even uh, set most of the time. And we were there when uh, the sun set probably around two thirty three o'clock in the afternoon, which was a an interesting thing for you, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean it's it's it was hilarious because you just kind of get up and go out and have breakfast and go out a little bit during the day. And then suddenly it'd be getting darker and you'd think there's no way it's like, you know, evening, but you'll get a watch and it's two thirty, two forty five. So that's definitely an adjustment for us in the States. Um, certainly where we live in Los Angeles, um, even in the winter, it doesn't get dark till, you know, five or five thirty. So, um, that's definitely a little kind of interesting thing to get used to, but it was, it was super fun. It made it super festive and they had just, kind of set up the some of the holiday lights. So um, we felt really kind of like in the Christmas me, Christmas me, Christmassy. That's not even a word. Christmassy. There we go. <laughs> Christmassy mood. And she was um, trying to speak Swedish there. I was. I don't do a very good job of that. <laughs> and they just opened the um, kind of Christmas market. And so we were able to stroll through that. And it's just a really beautiful, walkable city. And I think some place that I had not traveled to in the past really because I thought it was it was too unaffordable. And there were lots of other places, particularly in Europe, that I thought, you know, money goes a lot further and other places I wanted to see. But it was a very happy, happy surprise. And honestly, I just, I can't wait to go back and explore the city in different different seasons in the summer and, and really experience, you know, what that's all about. Yeah, Stockholm is just uh, one of those cities. Like I said, I've been I've been going there many a year for about ten years now, a little over ten years now, and uh, the food scene has really grown. It's one of the most stylish uh, cities in, uh, in the world. Um, <clears throat> like I said, it's surrounded by wa- water and islands, um, and so there's so much to to do. You can get out on many different kinds of boats. There's a lot of bo- boat tours. You can go uh, do some sailing. You you can take ferries to different islands uh, when weather permitting, of course. Um, and that's why you know Stockholm is really great during the springtime or the summer. Uh, but I think it's really I've been uh, all seasons, and I I really like going at different times of the year and stuff. So. And and one of the things too that that we discovered on this trip too um, is that uh, Swedes. Um, well, first of all, like you said about going to, it's a city that you you would think, oh, well, do I have to speaking or you know speak Swedish there? But no, it's a city that everybody, especially in in the city Stockholm, uh, they speak English, um, and uh, you can really get around with. There's there's Swedish words everywhere, and you can learn Swedish words here and there, um, but they speak English everywhere. Yeah, and one of my favorite Swedish words is actually a word called fika that um, our first guest, Lola, is going to chat with you about. Um, It is this amazing tradition that everybody should have, basically where you pause multiple times during the day and have pastries and coffee and relax. And I mean, I I seriously, I I think fika should be in everybody's lives no matter where you live. Yeah, and that's one thing I was going to mention too is Swedes are one of those people, if you're walking on the streets – 
they may not be always the, to appear to be the, the most friendliest, but once you actually get them and start talking to them, they just open up like a book and they're a, you know, a culture that just really asks you about you. And especially they, they love Americans. They love to talk to us about, you know, different things in American, American culture and, and whatnot and stuff. And, uh, so I think you're going to enjoy this whole, um, episode here. And one of the things that our first uh, guest, uh, Lola Ackerstrom, and she is a travel writer, and she's going to talk about the different culture, how diverse um, Stockholm is, um, how she came to to live in Stockholm, because she's actually not from originally from there. Uh, so she's a travel writer, and she writes for all kinds of big uh, publications all around the world. And, and so she's constantly also traveling as well. But she, she loves Stockholm, and uh, she has her own blog about Stockholm and uh, talks about the many different things. Uh, anytime there's a new, new hotel, new restaurant, she's always reviewing that. And uh, so we talked about um, some of the, the cool things to go there, to go and check out in the city. And some of the places I love are the Photograph Museum, which they built just a few years ago. It's a great location on the water. We didn't get a chance to go uh, with Shauna this last time, but I went before, the, the, the time before I went, and I loved it. It's this great um, space. They have a lot of different events. They have music and, and comedy nights, um, great displays of uh, rotating photographs, and you could also take classes there, too, which is a cool thing, and I think that's an interesting thing to to go and check out if you're in you know a city like that, and you go, oh, I want to take a actual photo- photography class and how to shoot the city, too. And one of the things that I brought Shauna to, which is one of my favorite, is the ABBA Museum. And uh, I love the, the pop group ABBA. But what I like about this is it's also the Swedish Music Hall of Fame, too. And it's one of those um, that has all these. And there's so many um, great groups these days, um, like First Aid Kit um, and Toblo and so many other um, you know, DJ, Swedish DJs and stuff like that. Uh, and let alone the history of, of pop music and rock music, uh, in, in Sweden. Um, so it's a really fun place to not, so it's not just about ABBA. They also have sections on Swedish music. So here is our interview with Lola Ackerstrom, travel writer, and she gives us her inside guide to Stockholm. So I am Lola Kimadi Ackerstrom. I'm a travel writer and photographer based in Stockholm, Sweden. So uh, you're a writer and photographer, and you've been published by many magazines and, and outlets and stuff like that. Tell us a little bit about your, your writing and, and who have you written for. Okay. So it's, I've been freelancing now for about uh, 10 years, and uh, I write, I, I focus mostly on travel and lifestyle, food and tradition. And so I've freelanced for a lot of the major travel publications, like National Geographic Traveler, Um, In the UK, I'm a contributing photographer to the magazine there, uh, BBC, The Guardian. So any space that, uh, any any publication that's got space for, you know, really good travel stories and and cultural stories, um, I try to pitch to. And of course, a lot of in-flight magazines as well. Nice. And then you're you're actually not originally from Stockholm. Tell us uh, where where you are are from and how'd you get there? <laughs> yeah, I know it's my journey to Stockholm took me through what, three continents. Um, <laughs> now, I was born. I'm originally Nigerian, so I was born in Nigeria. Grew up in Lagos. Uh, and moved to the U.S. when I was 15 to actually start college. So I moved to Maryland and started college 15, 16, and. My background is actually very technical. So I studied information systems. You know, I worked as a 
software developer programmer for many, many years. Uh, also got a master's in information systems. So it's that change from being a technical programmer to kind of a creative writer is like a <laughs> 180 <Right. laughs> life change. But uh, it's one I enjoy and I'm really glad and grateful for. So, so why, do, why do you love Stockholm? Well, for many reasons. I think uh, before before I moved here, Stockholm really wasn't on my radar, even though I'd visited it before. And I, I live here now because I'm married to a Swede, and I, I, I started falling in love with Stockholm once I started living here and really realizing just how beautiful the city is, just how multifaceted, complex um, the city is, just there is a spot for everyone. You know, and I always describe cities like human, you know, like people. And I say, you know, Stockholm is that worldly, uh, open-minded person that's also very selfish. It has its own corners and wants you to find your own corner and own it selfishly. You know, so it's a, it's a really beautiful city. And, you know, it's built on 14 islands. So when you go up high, maybe go up on, you know, on a hill and just see how the islands are interlinked, then you really just see how geographically stunning it is. So it's a all-around really beautiful city, and so I, I started falling in love with it a few years ago when I moved. Tell us a little bit about how diverse uh, Stockholm has, has become uh, in the last several years. Well, one of the things is that Stockholm is, and that's one of the things I'm also proud of, is um, Stockholm is a very diverse City, you know, it's not your, it's not just blondes, blue-eyed people. That, you know, I mean, that's there's yeah. those two. There's there there, there, yeah, there, two. there, there those two. You know, there are those two. But um, I, I think you know we're past those stereotypes yeah. and cliches because there are many Swedes that are, you know, born and, and raised in Sweden that are from a different background, you know, a, a ethnic background. So uh, Sweden is Stockholm is very diverse because one, it's also a, it's becoming this tech hub. kind of like the little uh, Silicon Valley of Mm. the Nordics. And so there are so many technical or tech startup companies. And so that brings in a lot of highly skilled technical, um, you know, people from all over the world. And uh, Stockholm has also have a big ad. So, you know, we do have uh, a decent size uh, uh, immigrant community as well. And, uh, you know, just with globalization and what's going on, I think there's a lot more culture. And I think it is enriching the city as well, a lot more. You know, now it's not just this monotonous, homogeneous society, but one that's actually rich and complex. Right. What would be some of the, something that would surprise people that travel to Stockholm for the first time? Uh, okay. So if you're traveling to Stockholm for the first time, well... I think that again is uh, will surprise you because it's again it's a lot more diverse than people think or or than the media wants to kind of hold on to old stereotypes. So that might surprise a, a new person um, coming to to Stockholm. Uh, one of the things that may also surprise them is the you know the most favorite pizza in Stockholm is the kebab pizza. You know, so mm-hmm. there's a, <laughs> we love that yeah, but. Um, but there's just a lot. Um, it's yes, it's an expensive city, you know, in many ways. But it's also a city where there's so many things that you could do for free. You can really enjoy. I mean, it's highly connected and networked. So 
just moving around. And as well as um, it's a, also a very compact city. So you can actually get from one end to, of town to the other, like within an hour, just walking. So, so there are many little things that will surprise people. It just depends on what they're looking for, what their intentions are when they come to Stockholm. Right. What are some of the the cultural things you love to do in Stockholm besides, of course, the great ABBA Museum? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love I mean, you probably know of the Fika tradition, right, where, you know, you you have to break a few days, uh, a few days. If they're cool, they will do. I was I was actually I was actually going to ask you about that. So. So, yeah, my my wife, Shauna, we discovered I've just I've been I've been a part of Fika many, many times, but she discovered Fika (laughs) for the first time. Tell us, like, what is Fika and, and, and why do they have it? there okay so so the thing is you know fika are kind of um breaks several breaks you take during the day over like you know in the u.s we call them maybe coffee breaks you know and you know you have something sweet but the the principle behind fika is actually to disconnect from you know the crazy world going on around you and then connect with your fellow human beings just over a cup of coffee. And so that's why Fika breaks are a lot more calculating, a lot slower. They take, um, sometimes they can run for like an hour or two, not if, not at work, you know, but, <laughs> but at least they, they, they run for, for a long time because it's really, the point of Fika is for you to kind of disconnect, stay in the moment, you know, and as well as, you know, have a nice Canel Bula, you know, yeah. cinnamon bun while right. you're at it, you know, but, but it's a tradition that I love because again, it's that conscious effort to disconnect and breathe and be in the moment and doing that several times a day. So it's a, it's a really popular tradition here in, uh, in Sweden, Stockholm too. So what are, what are some of the other, uh, museums and, and really great attractions to go check out in Stockholm that you love? Well, I absolutely love Fotografiska. So yeah. that's uh, the content. I hope you guys saw it when you were, you were I, here. I, I did. We didn't get a chance to get over there this time, but I did before and I loved it. It's great. It's a great location, yeah. too. Fantastic location, wonderful space. And uh, it, they bring in some of the best exhibitions as well. And uh, so many other places like the Vasa Museum, which is uh, which also which also 17th century worship that sunk. In the right in the Stockholm Arbor, mm-hmm. that's the song right in the Stockholm Arbor, like within 20 minutes of its maiden voyage. Yeah, uh, so that's why, even though it's a really popular tourist attraction, I think that's when I still tell people you still have to see. Yeah. Um, lots of parks, you garden, and and um, one of my personal favorite things I love to do, I, I do it at least a few times a year, is there's a brunch cruise by Stroma that goes every weekend three-hour brunch cruise that takes you kind of uh, sailing through the archipelago. Mm-hmm. And so it's a great way to relax while I've been digging into like a traditional Swedish smuggler's board. Mm-hmm. So, so that's one of my favorite things as well. Yeah. Those are, those are, yeah, I love all those things. Um, <laughs> so why, last question, why, why is Stockholm such a great city to travel to these days? Why is Stockholm secure? Well, <laughs> Stockholm in so many ways is, besides it being really beautiful, just even, I mean, it's so Instagram friendly, it's ridiculous, actually. But <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good reason. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is very Instagram friendly. But um, there's just so much to see. I mean, there's just an amazing food scene. And one of the things that I really love about Stockholm and the kind of Swedish culture is is trying to 
greatest accessibility, affordable accessibility to high quality. So what you get are really good restaurants, kind of maybe even Michelin starred restaurants that have kind of sister bistros. They call them backfico. And so, and in this backfico, you know, you can get something really nice for, for a lot more budget friendly or wallet friendly prices. And so there's, you know, lots of uh, street, uh, street food markets, food markets. There's just a lively food scene on the island of Sutherland. There's just a lot of designers and uh, and cool shops and boutiques. And then, of course, you know, there's the tech side as well. There's a great gaming industry, lots of attractions. And um, so there's something, you know, mm-hmm. for, for everyone. I mean, I know as cliche as it sounds, you know, that's one of the things what I do with Slow Travel Stockholm is people should come pick a theme and then kind of dig deeper into the city through that theme. And they'll just discover lots of, I guess, those things we Stockholmers are selfishly trying to, <laughs> to keep to ourselves. Right, right. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So where can people find uh, your work if they're searching online? So I also run a site, an editorial site called Slow Travel Stockholm. So again, if you go to www.slowtravelstockholm.com, you find a, uh, or what we do, they're sharing tips, insider tips, and some of the best experiences in town. And then, of course, um, at Lola Akimade, you know, across social media, it's the same handle. And uh, well, some Googling, and you'll find me. <laughs> so one of the things I love about my job as a travel writer, I get to talk to so many different people around the world. And a lot of times I'll do interviews, actually, through email, because uh, it's easier, especially if they're around the world. And I did an article um, on the these uh, games, these sports games and um, cultural events uh, a couple years ago called the Stockholm Games. And our next uh, person we had a conversation with, I actually got to meet in person, and Shauna and I got to meet a great guy, uh, Jacob uh, Janssen, which I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. He is the owner of a media company called No Ordinary 12, and he's a really great guy. Uh, so it was one of the cool things. I, I, w- I was pleased to actually meet him in person as not just through email and talking about another uh, article. Anyway, so uh, Jacob is going to talk about the his neighborhood that he lives, uh, which is one of the coolest and hippest neighborhoods, um, Sutterman District, which has all kinds of great restaurants and shops and whatnot. And uh, so, and he also talks about uh, business in in Sweden as well. Yeah. And, you know, it was very interesting. I always love, you know, anytime I travel anywhere, of course, I'm always asking people about the entrepreneur climate, you know, how is easy is it to start a business? Is it expensive? Um, what kind of community do you have around entrepreneurs? And so Jacob really talked about, you know, being an entrepreneur in Sweden and how, especially in Stockholm, there's a real kind of upswell of, of young entrepreneurs that are creating businesses there that are actually moving back from other countries, you know, back to Sweden to start businesses. And there's a real entrepreneurial climate there, which I found, you know, really interesting to really learn about, you know, how that came to life and how, you know, Stockholm is really embracing this kind of young entrepreneurial movement. So Jacob's talking all about that and his neighborhood and, you know, why he thinks Stockholm is such an awesome place to live and to run a business. Uh, talk about the, how diverse Stockholm is and, and why is that? Well, I think we've just like gotten a little bit 
further than many other countries in the world. Um, I think here um, we have quite the open discussion, independent we were talking LGBTQ questions or whatever we we're talking about. And I, I see people engage with each other in the sense that we don't see in because I've traveled a lot and I think it's, it's a big difference. I, I, I like London that's the same thing, we have a lot of different groups actually uh, independent of culture or personal heritage or whatever you would say that you are trying to reach out to um, they come together and I think that's uh, the big sense in Stockholm as well right. um, and I think maybe it's because it's not that big, mm-hmm. it's just a million people <laughs> right. like in comparison, that's yeah. quite, quite a small city right. so I think we're still that small that we're able to change mm-hmm. that fast, mm-hmm. like if it would be an 80 million um, uh, city that would be so much harder and uh, um, more set culture to mm-hmm. break mm-hmm. in that sense. Right. So I think we're welcoming and, and um, um, see a lot of love around the community, mm-hmm. independent of mm-hmm. if it's a business or um, an organization mm-hmm. or a club you go to or the cafe you have coffee in in the morning. Um, well, that's what I feel. It's very diverse in that sense. Right, right. And I've been coming here for like ten over ten years now, and and. Uh, I think even just uh, races too. I, I see so many different races and ethnicities and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, it's it's even more diverse, you mm-hmm. know, in that. Too. But we started like even back in the seventies. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of people coming in from Kosovo. It was one of the big European wars at that time, mm-hmm. and we have opened up um, the country to a lot of these situations that occurred back in time. I know we've talked a lot about in independent of country, uh, about what's happening in Syria and what's happening right now the last five or eight years. But, but now we actually have all the other countries talking too. Mm-hmm. And I think going back a little bit, we were one of the countries that had actually opportunity to do that, even if it's 30 years ago. Right. And I think that we have it more in our system, mm-hmm. even though we have massive difficulties, of course, um, bringing in heaps of people and how do we actually try to help them out yeah exactly that's a hard thing and I think just I think we had about 200,000 people coming to Sweden I mean it's still a 9 million people country Mm -hmm. Um, and what that does it's a big percentage just that adds on within like 8 months so I think we need to do better on that sense of course but at least we're still trying and I think we have a culture that's a bit um, older in that sense Mm -hmm. um Right, right. Even though it's new. Right, <laughs> right, right. What's it like um, being an entrepreneur in, in Stockholm? Well, um, I don't know if you've read the statistics, but we have like the highest levels of new multi-billions in yeah. Sweden. I think, um, well, of course, one thing is that we, we're a country that's doing fairly well. Everyone have, uh, Everybody has the possibility to educate themselves, to actually su- succeed without having a pile of money to start off from. Um, so that I think we have the possibilities here even though wherever you come from whoever you are whatever in, in the country you might be you if you re- work really hard you can succeed and I think that's why we see a lot of Swedish actually doing that in the world um, and then of course I know also like 10 years ago uh, when we had them started off with the recessions happening in the world and Europe, um, they talked about Sweden being so um, IT savvy. We have so much technology that's even yeah. not only in capitals yeah. but on the countryside. Like yeah. my mother and father who live way out west, close to Norwegian border, they had like internet um, very early on. It wasn't just a, a big company thing or um, a capital thing. We have it everywhere in the country and I think that's a, a way that we we can actually 
get all the news, we can get all the technology, the information is there for us to um, embrace ourselves in. Um, and that I think it's a great climate to be an entrepreneur because you have all the tools you need to start off. If you succeed, many of us don't, but right. we try. Right. And the possibility to try is there if you yeah. want it. That's a worldwide concept. <laughs> I've <been trying laughs> yeah. lots and yeah, exactly. since I was in college in 19. I started my first business. Mm. So, you know, I know that you try some and some crash and burn. Yeah. And that's kind of a worldwide... And have you ever went bankrupt? Because they say you're not yeah. an entrepreneur until you went to first bankruptcy. No, not It's the same in Sweden, but we're quite yeah, yeah, sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But, I like to use a better word than bankrupt. I like to say just you try something else. <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think is like um, sort of, is the government like fusing money in to kind of help all these startups? I wouldn't it, say at all. Um, yeah. Of course, we have the educational and, and the healthcare system, and that's governmental um, funded, of course. So that helps out because you have a security base to lean back on. Um, but I think you can see whether you have a liberal or a social government that um, it shifts. Like from we have the Skatteverket in Sweden, the tax um, company uh, who controls everything. And if we have a very social um, uh, government, they start going out for the companies, wanting to them to pay more. And like, for example, now they're trying to, for small companies like my own, they try to make um, our profits um, less um, easy to um, remove from the companies without this large amount of taxes. Um, and then we even already have quite high taxes in Sweden um, for small companies as my own. Um, so in that sense, it's not very friendly environment, um, but I think it's still, well... Uh, we don't get much help either. No, that was a very long answer to a short question. But anyways, right, right, right. yeah, very nice. Well, tell us about your neighborhood where you live. Um, well, I live uh, on Södermalm, the southern island, which is just two. Well, you you would say two blocks in another city mm-hmm. uh, away from the city center, going south. Um, it's a really greedy neighborhood. Uh, a lot of small shops, and um, you can see a lot of trends or new things coming about in that area, which which I love. But still, I live on Maria Barriet um, with the view towards the city that's been there since the 15th century. So it's like my house uh, was completed in 1899. So it's got these beautiful windows and, and I've just restored the wooden floors. So you have all that in the neighborhood um, and uh, a really cultural neighborhood, but you have the new moments as well. And I know, like, for example, the last uh, six months, they have opened up a Korean bun place. And next to that, it's a Japanese, this new pancakes that's probably like the oldest thing in Japan, but the newest thing here in Sweden. Uh, and a few years ago, we had a lot of Mexican places mm. popping up as well. That's mm-hmm. now more established within the whole Stockholm mm-hmm. community, I would yeah. say. One of the things I love about Stockholm is that they have a lot of great hotels. And, and new hotels have been popping up over the last five to ten years. And they have a lot of great themed hotels, and they, they're really good about repurposing old buildings. And uh, so I've stayed in a few other ones that I really love. They, they repurpose uh, great old buildings before. And this time was no different. Uh, we stayed at the Haymarket Hotel, which is just this beautiful 1920s theme hotel. It used to be a department store. Uh, where actually Greta Garbo, the actress, uh, if you don't know her, look it up, look her up. She's one of the great, the best actresses around and definitely great actress that came from Sweden. Uh, but it has this really great 1920s feel. Um, everything about this hotel is just absolutely beautiful. 
But one of the things I loved about it, it's it's located, I believe the name of this is Hotogret um, Square, which is basically really in the middle of the city. Um, and, and this is a, a, a place of the city that I've noticed that each time I've gone, it's gotten better and better, and now it's really great. So they kind of cleaned up a lot of the, the 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 junk there, and I think with this hotel is now really anchor this this uh, part of the city. And this is a part of the city too that you can get to a bunch of other. Wa- it's walking distance to so many other neighborhoods and stuff. So. I just absolutely loved staying at the Haymarket. It's just beautiful. They have uh, a great bar, the American Bar. Um, they have a couple great, really awesome restaurants. Um, it's packed all the time. They have live music and stuff, and uh, and you fell in love with it too, right? Yeah, it was. I think it's actually one of my very favorite hotels that I've ever ever stayed in. In all of my years of traveling, it just had such a unique feel to it. Very welcoming. Very hip. Um, it made me feel like I was kind of stepping into the 1920s, which obviously is their objective and well done to them. And the rooms were amazing. I mean, just everything about the hotel. Normally there's, you know, most hotels we stay, there's like something where we're not particularly, you know, maybe excited about, but I really can't pick any piece of this hotel, you know, apart. It just, the amazing breakfast buffet in the morning was just mind boggling. The amount of food that we could eat every morning, the rooms, the shower. I mean, that's really important, right? You gotta have a good shower. Um, the toiletries in the room and the restaurants and the feel and just everything about the hotel just screamed luxury. And you felt, I think you just felt amazing walking into the hotel after, you know, a long day exploring the city. Yeah, and like I said, it's so it's centrally located. There's uh, there's shops and there's movie theaters uh, right in this square here. Uh, there's a concert hall right across the. Our room actually faced the square, and one of the things that I actually loved, and one of the, I was like, wait, that's where the hotel is, because there's actually a farmers market that they set up every single day. Some days it looks different. Um, some days they're selling more products, and some some days they're selling more fruits and vegetables and fresh food, food and stuff like that. But they set up this this uh, market every day, so you could actually walk out of your, your hotel or, or even see it from your your window, seeing them set it up every morning and then taking taking it down every night. So it just gives that really cool neighborhoody um, feel. So here's our conversation with their uh, the Haymarket's PR and marketing manager, uh, Sophie Linasor. So enjoy our conversation with Sophie. So tell us uh, where we are um, and what, what part of town uh, we are, we're located. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are in the city center of Stockholm uh, at Hörtorget. And um, this used to be a very old trading area, hay market, um, where they started trading hay, actually, for horses. And uh, that's why we are also called Hay Market, the hotel. Nice. Uh, And why did they pick this location, though? Because we wanted to be in the city center, and we saw that this area was kind of underdeveloped. Nothing really happened here. Mm -hmm. And it's an iconic building. It's an incredibly beautiful building. And we thought that, yeah, we could use this as an hotel and actually use the features that were in the 20s building and fuse it with the modern. Right, right. And then, uh, so why why is this building famous? Um, Like like what used to be here and and who used to work here? It used to be a department store. It was built uh, during the 20s, and Gitta Gerber started her career here. Uh, she started as a sales clerk, and uh, then um, the founder of Pub thought that she was like pretty beautiful, even though she was just like 15. Uh, so he put her in ads. 
four hats. And then she went on to Hollywood and America right. stole her from, from us. The rest is history, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So being young yourself, what do you love about, and I know you've traveled kind of all over the world, mm -hmm. what do you love particularly about Stockholm? I love that Stockholm is so international. That's what I love the most. Um, Swedes, like we are very proud of our, our heritage and all the Nordic design and things like that, but we are very much influenced by other countries as well. And like I have a lot of friends moving here and they are so frustrated because they're like, we never get to learn Swedish because um, like every time you start to speak Swedish and you hear like a Swede here that you can actually speak English, yeah, well, we just switch. We love speaking English. That's what we do. Um, so that's what I love the most. It's, it's kind of small and welcoming, but it's still very, very international. Right, right. And how did they come up with a design for, for this? It's a really awesome hotel in that there's so many details and stuff like that. How did they come up with the design uh, that they have here now? Um, they looked at old pictures mm -hmm. from the 20s building and uh, recreated a lot of features that was in the building originally. Um, and the things that we couldn't really recreate, we uh, redesigned to get the perfect fit between the 20s and the modern design. Mm -hmm. And what do people get like when they come when they come stay here? Like all the different restaurants and music and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. We do have a twenties theme. Uh, we call it the Roaring Twenties for There to Come. Uh, we have a cafe that is open all day. So we start with breakfast and then you end it with champagne. Uh, we have a bar uh, and we have a restaurant. So it's huge F and B outlets. Um, they're open pretty late as well, so there's a lot of locals coming here after work and just like hanging out. And weekends, it's it's packed. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of live music right. as well. Right, right. And you have live music tonight, right? We're, yeah, we're we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we love live music. <laughs> it creates this like amazing atmosphere where yeah. people are actually sitting down listening to music, but it's still very grown up and sophisticated yeah. because you can still talk to your friends while listening to the music. You're not really right. coming here to you'll see a concert. It's more like it creates a nice ambience. Right, right. One of the cool features when you walk into the, to, you see the film strips and you see this, this black and white film when you come into the, mm -hmm. to the lobby and stuff like that. But it's a film that's playing all the time. Mm -hmm. well, tell us about that film. Uh, we created it here at the hotel. It's a very famous uh, fashion photographer, actually, that created it called uh, Frederic Etoal. And uh, it's called uh, 405, since we have 405 rooms. And it's also like all of the stories that are created in a hotel, like each and every single day. There are so many people who are actually here staying and people get, like they fall in love, they get divorced, they work, they, yeah, well, all the things that actually happen. So it's pretty interesting to look at it that way. All right, so I hope you have enjoyed our jaunt around the amazing city, Stockholm. Actually, next Tuesday, we're going to have a food guide to Stockholm. So all of those that are listening that love to eat as much as we do, we'll hear from some amazing chefs and some other people around Stockholm about the food culture and the food scene. And also next week, we are going to have a free downloadable millennial guide to Stockholm that you can actually access from our website and download. And so you can kind of have your own, you know, little mini guide around Stockholm. So as always, feel free to follow us on Instagram at millennial underscore money and Twitter at Shauna Game. Mm -hmm.